Hey everybody, what is up? My name is Boz. I'm the community care pastor at God Squad Church, and I have the privilege and the honor to bring the message to you all today. And so thank you so much for being here. That may have been one of the first times I, I said y'all. Uh, I, I, I've been living in Virginia for a couple of years now, so maybe it's the first time that's ever happened. We'll see. We'll see. But anyways, thank you once again for being here. And today, guys, we're going to be actually continuing a series that we started a couple of weeks ago. If you were not here a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Daylight actually came and he brought us um, start starting through a new series coming from the book of Luke. And we're going to be going through the book of Luke until really God tells us otherwise that the series is over, but we're continuing to go through the book of Luke. And when Pastor Daylight preached a couple weeks ago, he preached on Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 25. And we're going to continue a little bit further today. And the interesting thing about this sermon is it's kind of like a Christmas sermon because it's like it's like the Christmas part of this part of part of it is like the early part of your Christmas sermon, but it's not going to be Christmassy at all. We're trying, I'm we're pulling things out of it that I truly believe that scripture was trying to tell us. Um, out of out of the different stories and things like that, what scripture is trying to tell us, there's so many different things packed full in each one that it doesn't just have to be the Christmas sermon coming out here. So, But we're going to be talking about faith today. But before we get into that, I wanted to ask you guys a question because I think this has happened in every gamer's life ever. I, I'm being completely honest. Have you ever been in a game and you're going against somebody or maybe there's somebody on your team that you don't know, a random person, and they pull off the most amazing play or the most amazing shot or like a three, 360 no-scope, and you're like, how in the world did that happen? I mean, you're just like, that. that doesn't make any sense. And the first thing, especially when it happens to us, the first thing that comes to our minds, and we say this, and I've said this before, obviously, obviously, they're cheating. There's, there's, no, there's no other explanation. There's no explanation for what just happened. They're obviously cheating. It's not that they're that good. It's not that they got a lucky shot off. They're obviously cheating. Let me give you a couple of examples. Last week, we were in a tournament. If you guys were there, it was a Fall Guys tournament between a bunch of communities, which was absolutely amazing. But there was this one guy. There was this one guy. When you think you're good at a video game, let me tell you, you're probably not that good, and there is somebody that's a lot better than you at that video game, okay? There was this one guy, and he won pretty much almost every single round. Not his team. He himself. And so I'm thinking... Obviously, this guy's got something up his sleeve, something something that he's doing. It doesn't make any sense. What I found out later is this guy has put thousands of hours into Fall Guys, and he had over 1,700 wins. Not 17 wins, 1,700. I'm sitting here at like 30 or 40 wins. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good at this game. I've got my crowns. I've bought some stuff. I got I got cool. No, this 1,700 wins. This guy literally is like a professional at Fall Guys. And my first thought, obviously he's doing something, but it turned out that he was just really, really, really good at the game. Another example I'll give you, I, I used to play Overwatch a lot with Unworthy Seraph, and somebody that Unworthy Seraph loved to pick was Widowmaker. But there was not just on one occasion, but multiple occasions, probably like five or six that when I was playing with him, 
at the people on the other team, you know, Sarah's just over there. He's clicking heads. He's grappling up and clicking more heads while he's in the air. And then after the match would be over, people are typing in chat. They're like, nice aimbot, bro. Yo, Seraph reporting you for aimbot. It wasn't that he was that good in their minds. Obviously, he was cheating, even though he wasn't cheating. And then finally, there's one more example I want to give you, but it's going to be a video clip that we're going to play. And so I'm going to play it. We're not going to have any sound on it. We're going to play this video clip, but I want you guys to see what happens here. And so let's let's roll that clip. So I want to tell you guys, all right, the shot just went off, okay? It's a no scope. The shot just went off. He's just, you know, lucky, you know, just a random shot in the middle of nowhere. He's going to do his own thing. And there's the kill. It took eight seconds it took eight seconds for that shot to land and get a kill and a lot of people might be saying well that guy was obviously he was obviously cheating maybe it was just a lucky shot have a little bit of faith that there are people that are good at video games there are people that are better than you and sometimes it might just be a lucky shot. I'm not a big fan of Fortnite. I don't know a whole lot about that game, but one thing that I do know, even though that video quality wasn't the greatest, that shot quality is absolutely amazing. I don't even play the game and I know that. <laughs> so, And so sometimes we just need to have faith that people can pull these things off. And so today what we're going to talk about is having faith in our lives, having faith in our lives and what that actually looks like. And so I want to talk about three things today about what I think with faith, uh, uh, three things today that I believe that faith can bring into our lives. And the first thing is that faith can bring fear into our lives. The second being faith can bring doubt into our lives. And finally, we'll jump into that faith can bring the impossible. impossible. And so the first part we're going to jump into is that faith can bring fear. Okay, we're going to get through the negative things, and then we'll get to the positive things a little bit later. But having faith in your life can obviously, it can bring some sort of fear into your life as well. So you've probably been asked in your life before to have faith in something. Just have faith. Just have faith. It doesn't even have to be spiritual. Just have faith that things are going to work out. Everybody's heard that before. Have faith that you're going to be provided for. Have faith that this relationship is going to work out. Have faith that your kids are going to do well on their test. Have faith that your kids aren't going to go crazy today. Whatever it might be, you've probably heard from either your spouse or from somebody else in your life. Just have a little bit of faith. Have faith in me. We've heard that before. On the spiritual side of things, though, you've probably heard things like, have faith that God will provide for you. That God will provide for you to continue moving forward. Have faith that if God promised something to you, that it will actually come to pass. It may have been years. It may have been a long time since God promised you something, but have faith that it will actually come to pass one day. And as we continue in the series of Luke that Pastor Daylight started a couple weeks ago, we're going to be looking at the story of Mary. And we're going to be talking about when she gets visited by the angel Gabriel. And we're going to look about at kind of what happens in Mary's life and what the faith brings into her life and what is going to happen because of that faith. And I want you guys to remember, 
This same angel that comes to Mary, that's Gabriel, this is the very same angel that went to Zechariah previously to tell him that, hey, your wife, even though you guys are too old to have a child, you will conceive, you will have a son, and then this son eventually becomes John the Baptist. And so now we're going to start reading, and it's going to be Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 30, and it says this. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored women. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. I think there's two things of fear going on here. First of all, I know that if a random being that I did not know that looked a lot different from a human came to me and said, (laughs) and said, hey, greetings. Hey, dude, what's up? God has found favor with you. I'd be a little bit sketched out as well, okay? I'd be a little bit fearful of what is actually happening in my life because this is something that's never happened. But also there's gonna be a little bit of fear because of the message that the angel is bringing to Mary. So I think Mary had a couple of things of fear and that the angel Gabriel had to say, do not fear. You don't have to be afraid of me. You don't have to be afraid of me, Mary. So before she even reads the, or she even receives the message that God is about to bring to her through Gabriel, she's already got a lot of fear that's settling inside of her. And many times in our life, I think that God gives us something to do and we need to have faith in it, but it's outside of our comfort zone. Maybe it's, it's something that we feel we're not qualified to do. Maybe you feel like you're not equipped to be able to do what it is God is calling you to do. You don't have the confidence. And so there's a lot of fear that's entering inside of you. But there was something that was more important that was going to be happening through Mary that she needed to get through this fear. There was something more important that was going to happen that was more important than her fear. And so my wife, she, uh, you know, I kind of talk to my wife sometimes about sermons, okay? Uh, And and she said, you know what would be a great quote? And I said, what? She goes, it's from The Princess Diaries. I've never seen the movie. Apparently, there is a second one as well, okay? I'm just saying. But she told me to put this quote in here. And I think it does relate, though, to what we're talking about today. And the quote is this. Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something is more important than fear. The brave may not live forever, but the cautious do not live at all. I think the first portion really does relate to what we're talking about. Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something more something is more important than fear. Something is more important than fear. The thing that Mary was going to be going through was much more important than fear because literally through her fear and through the faith that she needed to have, literally all of humanity was going to be saved 
because of something that she was going to produce. Not because of her own strength, not because of what she did, not anything that she did, but something that had to do a lot with her that all of humanity would be saved from their sin. There was something that was more important at stake than her fear at this time. And if you're trying to have faith in something and it's causing you to have fear in your life, no matter what it is that you're going through right now, I want you to know that you're not alone in this. This is common. Having fear when, when, you, when, when, faith, when you're trying to have faith in something, that is a very common thing and you are not alone in that. Another thing that faith can bring in our lives is doubt. Faith can bring doubt in our lives. Now, you might be wondering, isn't faith the opposite of doubt? Isn't faith the opposite of doubt? That, that, that only makes sense. But when we have, and, and when we have faith, we, we shouldn't doubt. Isn't that right? When we have faith in something, we shouldn't doubt. And I would probably agree with you. But the thing here is when we're in the process of having a walk of faith and we're in the process of life and having faith, doubt is going to creep in at times. And I've experienced this countless times in my life. I've thought, will God actually heal me of my multiple sclerosis? Will God actually heal my wife? My wife has multiple physical ailments. Will God actually heal her? He promised me that he would heal her. But will he actually do it? Will God actually provide for us to continue moving forward? Will God come through in the promises that he's promised to me in my life? Will those things happen? And this is, this is only a few of the things that I've had doubt in my walk of faith throughout my entire life. But those doubts creep in from time to time to time. So now we got the fear and we have the doubts that are starting to come in as well. And I think having doubt is a normal process as well that we have when we're walking with God. There is a man uh, in the Bible, in the book of Mark, it was a father and a son, and the son continued to get, he, he, you know, he was possessed by a demon, so he would start having seizures. The, the, the demon would actually seize him, and he would have seizures, and it, he, he almost died a few times, like falling into the fire. And so the man comes to Jesus, and he says, Jesus, if you can, please cast this demon out. Heal my son. And so in Mark chapter 9, verses 23 through 24, it says this, Jesus said to him, if you can, like, do you know who you're talking to? If you can. And then he says, everything is possible for the one who believes. And immediately the father of the boy cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. Wait, 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 wait. I do believe, help my unbelief. There's faith here. He does believe, but in the same moment, he also says, but I do have a little bit of doubt that you're actually going to do what you say you can do. And I think that doubt is happening inside of us as well. We have two sides. We have the part that we say, we believe that God can, but I really don't know if he's going to. I, I really don't know if he actually can in my life, in my circumstance with what I'm going through. There is unbelief and belief in the Father's heart. And I think we all deal with that at times. And so now we're going to look at Mary and look at her unbelief or her doubting as well. And that comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 31 through 34. 
Continuing in the story, and Gabriel says this, Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Can I get an amen in the chat? Then Mary asked the angel, how can this be, since I have not had sexual relations with a man? You see that Mary had some doubt here. Mary was still young. So, so unlike Elizabeth, if you guys remember Elizabeth from a couple of weeks ago, Elizabeth was too old to be able to bear to be able to bear a child. But you know, but the angel came and said to her or to her husband, like you, you will have a son, and then she conceives and have a, has a son. So it is a miracle. It is an act of God that comes upon their lives. But Mary here, she was still young. It's not outside of the realm of possibility that she can conceive and bore a child or bear a child. The thing that was impossible here is that she was still a virgin. There's no way that she could conceive and bear a child unless God did something that was even more miraculous in her life than even what was done in Elizabeth's life. Mary had doubt that this was possible or not, but probably from understanding what scripture said and the scriptures that they had in that time of the Old Testament, through faith, she, would, she believed that she would be able to conceive even if she was a virgin. So my question for you is, do you believe that a miracle can happen in your life with whatever it is you're facing right now? Maybe you're facing that somebody in your family is sick. Maybe you're facing that you yourself, you have issues that are going on, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual problems. Maybe you're facing something right now. Maybe your marriage is hanging on by a thread. Maybe your relationship with your family is going downhill and you're wondering, I don't know. It's, it would actually take a miracle from God for any of these things to line up in my life. Do you actually believe that those miracles are for you? And we're going to talk about that in just a second. So let's get into the positive things about faith now, right? We just, I just explained a couple of negative things that faith can bring into your life. It can bring fear and it can bring doubt as well. And both of those, like I said, are completely normal. I've experienced them countless times in my life. And especially on the spiritual side of things, these faith things can be very, very difficult to walk through. But once you're able to get through these things, I truly believe that faith it can bring the impossible into your life as well. It can bring the impossible into your life. I've said this before when I've preached, but I think that this can relate. We say so much that we believe that God has done things. We, we believe that Moses, that when he raised his staff, that, that through the power of God, that the Red Sea was split and the Israelites walked through on dry ground so that they could get away from the Egyptians. We believe that when Joshua said that the sun would stop, he asked the Lord for the sun to stop, that the, that the Lord stopped. He did something in the universe so that the sun would stop and would make the day longer so that they could defeat their enemies. We believe so much that Jesus came, that he healed the blind, that he healed the lame, that he opened up the ears of the death, that he raised Lazarus from the dead, that he died and he rose from dead himself, and that our sins are covered. But then when it comes to your financial problems, 
or it comes to your health or somebody that you love, something changes. You might believe that God split the Red Sea, but you don't believe that he can heal you from what you're going through right now. You don't believe that God's hand can move in your life. And listen, I'm not saying this is just you. This is me as well. We have this fear. We have this doubt that comes into our lives that got, that these healings, that these miracles, that it was for these other people, but it's not for me. I'm not important enough for God to come through in my life. I, I, I believe that God can, but I don't believe that he will. And I think when this happens, that our prayers become what I call safe prayers. God, if it be your will. And I think there's two things to be said here. The Bible tells us, the word of God tells us to pray inside of the will of God. Say, if it's your will, God. But there's two things that are happening here. There's the, if, hey, God, if it's your will, you will do this. Like, I am confident. And I believe and I'm okay with what you decide. But then there's the other side of it that's like, I don't want to be wrong in my prayer. So if it be your will, God, maybe I'm wrong here, but I really hope that you would heal this person or heal me or go through. But if it's not your will, then let your will be done. Like those are the safe prayers that I'm talking about. It's okay for you to pray for something that you want or something that you think you need and to be wrong about it. It's okay if God says to you, no. <laughs> it's okay for those things to happen. And so stop having those safe prayers. Start praying and saying, God, listen, I, I, this is what I'm praying for. It's okay if you say no, but listen, I am praying that you would heal my relationship, that you would heal what's going through in my life, that you would provide for me, even though it looks like it's outside of the realm of possibility that I'm going to be able to get through this month. Hey, I'm believing that you are going to continue providing no matter what. God can do a miracle in your life. And I think one thing, here, here's one thing. I mentioned this in our small group a couple of weeks ago. Guys, if you are not part of an XP group, get to be a part of one. Lives are being changed and they're amazing. A little plug there. But I said this in our group. A lot of times we have the, the what if questions, right? What if God doesn't, what if God doesn't come through in his promise? What if God doesn't heal? What if God doesn't provide? What if God doesn't do this? And, and we start asking these what if questions and we're drawing, drawing from like all this negativity, right? And I said, how come we don't draw from the well of positivity sometimes? What if, what if God does? What if God does heal you? What if God does something miraculous in your life? What if God, listen, if your wife is sick or your spouse is sick, what if God does do something that's a miracle inside of their life. Listen, I have heard from people so many times, miracles that have happened. Pastor AJ Valdez has preached about some things that he has seen in his life that 
it doesn't make any sense. The doctors told me at one point that my wife would be in a wheelchair for the rest of her life and she would never walk again. And four months later, by the glory of God and through his power, she was walking again. What if God does something in your life that you don't expect, something that you've been praying for, and he does a miracle in your life? Because only God can do the impossible. You might not be able to, you might not be able to fix the problem, but God can. So even though you have that fear, even though you have that doubt, those are normal things. But listen, faith brings the impossible as well. Start having faith that God can do something in your life. Start believing that God can do something for you. I truly believe that he can. And even though Mary had that, that fear and that doubt that we experience as well, the impossible was going to happen in her life. So we're going to continue with the last verse. Luke chapter 1, verses 35 through 38. And Gabriel says this, The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. Gabriel says, even your relative Elizabeth in her old age, God did this. So you need to believe that God can do something. Even she conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who is called childless. Verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary says, See, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. I pray right now. I pray right now that we would start having the same responses Mary had. That when God tells you something, that when God promises something to you, that we would have the same response as Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. God, if you've promised us something, may it happen to me as you are saying right now. That doubt, it's going to creep in from time to time. That fear, it's going to come creep in from time to time. But how do we try to keep those things at bay? Having a close relationship with Jesus, being in constant prayer day in and day out. When, when we're reading the word of God every single day, a lot of people say, I don't have time to read the word of God every single day. Listen, that means you got, don't have your priorities right. And listen, that might be hard for you to hear, but I promise you, if you woke up 30 minutes earlier, if you went to bed 30 minutes later, if you didn't play video games for six hours a day, I'm not saying everybody does that. I know people got jobs. I know that people got sp their wives and their, their husbands. I know that people got kids. Listen, I understand all of that. I really do. But the fact of the matter is we need to get our priorities in line. And yes, your family is a priority. Yes, work is a priority. But God who saved you is a priority as well. And the relationship that you have with him should be a priority. And so the ability to be able to connect with him every single day, that's going to allow that fear and that doubt to continue to go away in your life. And you'll start believing more and more and more that the impossible thing that God told you is going to happen, that it can happen to you too.
Like I said, we believe that God can do some amazing things. We need to start believing that it can happen in our lives too, that these miracles, they weren't just for those people in the Old Testament. It wasn't just for the New Testament people. It wasn't just for Mary. It wasn't just for Jesus walking on this earth. The miracles that God does, our God is alive today. Jesus is still alive today. And those miracles are for us too. And not only was Mary's story miraculous, but in, in having the child of Jesus, right? But there was something more miraculous that was happening there. And there's something more miraculous that would happen for you. Some of you are in here right now and you don't know who Jesus Christ is. You don't know the saving grace. And maybe this is the first time you're ever hearing about Jesus, or maybe you've heard about him for a long time. And I want you to know and Jesus loves you more than you could ever imagine. And we just talked about miracles happening in the Bible. And there's something that is so much more miraculous that happened for you. That was specifically for you. Because Jesus, he came, he did live on this earth. He did suffer through pain. He did suffer temptation just like all of us do. But the thing is, is he lived a pure life. He never sinned once. And then he went to the cross, a penalty of the, of the penalty for sin that we should have to pay, Jesus paid it for us anyways. Jesus paid it for us when anyways by going to the cross and dying the death of a criminal. And he died on a cross and three days later, he rose from the dead, showing that nothing can hold him back, that sin would not be able to hold him back, that the grave couldn't hold him down and he rose to life. And I say this sometimes, but a lot of people, they say, well, if God loved everybody, he would never send somebody to hell. I don't think God sends people to hell. I think that we ourselves, and this might be hard for some of us to, to, to hear, I think we ourselves choose to go to hell. Listen, if you're in the middle of a, if you're in the middle of an ocean and somebody comes by in a boat and you can't swim and you're drowning and they reach out their hand to save you and you decide to pull your hand away, you decide that I'm not going to reach out and grab this person's hand. I am choosing in that moment to drown and die. But if you reach out your hand and you're pulled into the boat, you're now in a safe place. Somebody that came to save you. Jesus did that for us. He came to this earth to save us and he's reaching out his hand to those that don't know him, to those that have not given their lives to him yet. And he's saying, you have a chance right now. I'm giving you that chance to be saved. And so I want to give you an opportunity right now to take the hand of Jesus, to be able to be saved, to be able to get, to be able to be pulled out of the drowning that we are in and to be saved because Jesus overcame that death, because he overcame that sin so that when we accept him into our lives, that our hearts can be pure, that our hearts can be clean. And maybe you've already accepted Jesus, but you're at a point in your life right now that you've fallen so far that you believe that it is impossible. You believe that it's impossible for God to ever be able to forgive you. Oh, I've done too many things, God. I got too much baggage that I'm carrying right now. I got too many sins in my life. It's impossible. But remember what we read. Anything is possible as long as you believe. So if maybe, maybe you've accepted Jesus Christ before in your life, but you've fallen so far to the wayside, maybe you need to rededicate your life right now and say, God, 
listen, I need to start anew with you. I know that I've been falling away for a while. I need to rededicate my life with you. I want to give you an opportunity to be able to do that as well. So if you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life for the first time or rededicate your life, I would ask you to repeat this prayer after me. It's not its not a prayer that you're praying to me. You're praying this to God. These are, It's not something that you're saying some magical words or anything like that. This is something tangible that you can use so that later in your life when you're doubting that whether you accepted Jesus Christ for life, you can go back and you can say, I remember that day that I accepted Jesus Christ. I remember the feeling that I had when God came into my life and all the weight, all the burdens on my shoulders felt like it was taken away. Because listen, that does happen when you accept Jesus Christ into your life. And so, I want to, like I said, I want to give you an opportunity right now to accept Jesus Christ into your life or even to rededicate your life to Jesus. And if you want to do that right now, just repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I come before you right now. I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross and I believe that he rose from the dead. And right now, God, I accept your mercy, your grace, and your salvation. I commit my life to you. In Jesus, I ask that you would come live inside of my heart. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Can we give it up for those people right now that are accepting Jesus Christ into their lives? Listen, listen, this is the most amazing decision that anybody can make in your life. We just talked about faith and having faith that God can do a miracle. And if you just accepted Jesus Christ into your life, this is one of the biggest miracles that could ever happen to anybody. It's a decision that I made a long time ago in my life, and I do not regret it one bit. God has gotten me through so many different things in my life. And hey, I want you to know that this is a life, it's a life-changing transformation thing that you are beginning on a journey. And we want to be able to help you on that journey as well. So if you made that decision for the first time, or even if you rededicated your life to Jesus, if somebody can type exclamation point connect in the chat, what I would ask you to do is click on that form and fill it out with as much information as you feel comfortable giving. Listen, we want to be able to give you some resources. We want to be able to help you. We're not going to spam you with emails or anything like that, but I really want to connect with you. I want to help you as you're on this journey. This is something that you're going to continue to walk through. This is a journey that you're going to continue moving forward in in your life. And we want to be able to walk with you on this journey and to be able to help you. And so if you did make that decision today, just click on that link and fill out that form so we can connect with you and help you as you continue moving forward today. So congratulations to those of you that accepted Jesus Christ. And um, I'm praying for you guys. Listen, I want you guys to know I'm praying for you guys every single day. And like I said before, I said I was praying that we would all have the same response that Mary had, that when God promises something, that we would believe in him. And that's what I'm praying for you guys today as well. Thank you so much for uh, thank you so much for uh, being here, for listening to me. Uh, and I'm going to throw it back over to Pastor AJ Valdez. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. What a powerful, powerful man. He brought fire. Amen. Fire. Amen. Stand on God's word. Amen. Believe God for the impossible. He's still working miracles. He's still doing what he says in his word. All we have to do as Christians is like Pastor 
boss said stand on it believe it like mary did honestly thank you pastor boss for that bring that fire bring that anointing love it guys once again thank you for everybody that's here today i want to remind everybody everybody that uh, um that, that that calls god squad church their church and continues to give we want to thank you right now for your continued um, faithfulness in giving continue to uh, um um to, to step out in faith and continue to give to this church and because with, without you it's not it's not possible without you this um, um we, we, we wouldn't keep going forward um we know that it's um god put on your heart to do this and you know in in um in, in proverbs eleven twenty five it says this whoever refreshes others will be refreshed and as you give you, you're being refreshed because we're, we're able to go out there we're able to continue to be on this platform of twitch able to continue to go into all the all the games all all the areas and reach those who are lost so i want to continue to thank you for your faithfulness if you're here today say you know i want to give i, I want to call this my church you can type in exclamation point give in chat and it'll come up there or you can go to the panels below and click on the um the link below and give through paypal or you can give through our website at godsquadchurch.com you can also give um if you reside in the u.s by texting any amount to eight four three two one honestly once again guys thank you so much for those who are refreshing who those say you know what i'm gonna step out in faith and i'm gonna continue to give you i, I can see what god is doing i can see life's getting changed and it's, it's all made possible by your, your your generosity and your giving